our best ideas come to us when we allow our minds to wander. Those ideas lie just beyond the horizon of boredom. We give ourselves permission to be bored. It is okay. But somewhere, somehow, boredom has become a bad thing rather than a place of creative genius and wonder. Get back to that. Let your mind wander. Embrace boredom. And when the ideas start to flow, have something ready to take notes. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. How do you find the ideas for your posts or podcasts or blogs? How do you know what to write about? I have been hearing this question a lot, and honestly, That is a question that I used to face every day when I would try to post something profound on LinkedIn or my Facebook page. I had it in my head that whatever I was going to share needed to be written with big words, sound worldly, or be so funny that it would instantly go viral. You know, when I'd be encouraged to write more on these platforms, my friends and colleagues would tell me that I had stuff that that needed to be heard, but my response was always, I'd rather just have a conversation. And in all honesty, that's why I started the podcast. I am more confident at having a conversation about topics that I'm passionate about than I am writing about it. Talking is my superpower. Funny side story there, my dad, bless his heart, he said when my daughter was, I don't know, probably three or four and she was talking nonstop at the dinner table, he looked at me and he goes, You know she comes by that naturally, right? Yes, Dad, I do know that. And that's why I have a podcast now is because I'm using my voice to be able to share the things that I want to get out into the world rather than writing them. But now I'm writing them too. Because this past summer, I decided that I needed to be more serious about my presence on LinkedIn. I needed to leverage that platform to my advantage and use it as a means for business development because I knew it was possible, but I just wasn't doing enough on it. So that meant I needed to start writing. And I was going to start writing every day. I was not looking forward to that prospect at all. Then I realized that I was my own barrier. I was the one making this process so much harder than it needed to be. This episode, I'm going to focus on what is it that I do to find my content ideas. The first thing I do is I read and I listen to other people's content. We firmly established that I like podcasts and I listen to a lot of them, though I will admit not quite as much during the pandemic as what I used to, but I still listen to a lot. So when I'm listening to people like Brene Brown or Dan Harris or Gretchen Rubin or Douglas Burdett on the Marketing Book Podcast with whichever author he happens to be interviewing, I notice when I start to get fired up and then I start taking notes about it. What was that thing? What was that topic, that quote, that, that phrase that made me think, I need to remember this? And so I write notes. I either open up my phone note-taking app and jot it down in there. I put it on a Trello board. I find a piece of paper. 
sometimes I find these random post-it notes all over my house of just little things that say episodes X, Y, Z of the 10% Happier podcast, this quote. And And then I'm like, well, what does that mean? But eventually I figure it out. Pro tip, make sure that you include the episode and the guest name if you're taking notes about a podcast and some context around why it was that you thought it was important enough to take the action of writing a note down. You don't want to try and figure it out after the fact. For those episodes that I find myself wanting to take notes about every 15 seconds, I'll just go back and listen to the whole episode again and take notes. On my desk right now, I have probably eight or nine spiral notebooks full of college lecture style notes. These are all notes that I've taken from books, from podcast interviews with authors about their books, which, hint, that's a great way to not have to read the book if you are not a big reader. However, I've bought multiple books that I've heard the author speak about that then said to me, you need to read this book. So most recently, I've started taking sticky notes or file folder labels and putting on the outside of those spiral notebooks and putting essentially a table of contents of what's in each of those spiral notebooks so that I know when I want to refer back to the interview with Jocelyn Glee from the 10% Happier podcast that I know which notebook it's in. Or if I want to quote Bernadette Jiwa from her book Story Driven, I can find which notebook those notes are in quickly. Another thing that I do with with other people's content is I save it on my Trello board. So for example, since I've gotten to be more active on LinkedIn, I follow a number of people. I'm not connected with them personally at this point, but I follow them. There are people who write about things that I also would write about. If they post something that I find to be particularly interesting, or I like the point of view that they've shared, or it's gives me an idea of, oh, I could also talk about that. I save it not only in LinkedIn, but I also copy and paste it into the Trello board, put the whole post in there, put the date, who shared it, and then I also make notes about what it was that I was thinking at the time. Why did I feel that this was important enough for me to put into this Trello board and save for later? I do the same thing on Instagram. Because I follow a number of brand strategists on Instagram. And so when they share something, or especially if they share it in, you know, if they present it in a unique and different way, then I'm more interested in it that way as well. Because it gives me ideas of how to present a complex idea in a simplified way. So I hang on to those. Also, listen to the conversations that you're having with colleagues, friends, prospective clients. Some of the best content that I've written comes from recounting a conversation that I've had with someone at a networking meeting, on the phone, on a Zoom call, wherever. Keep the names private if you need to or change them, whatever you need to do. But if someone else is asking a question or feeling a challenge that you can solve and reshare through a piece of content, do it. Because I can tell you if one person has the question or feels that way, there are others feeling it too. This is the backbone of Marcus Sheridan's They Ask You Answer philosophy. And I'll link an interview with him from the Marketing Book Podcast in the show notes. It's well worth listening to. The very basic premise of They Ask You Answer is to be open about answering questions that your audience has, 
even if the questions are about your competitors or things that you don't offer. If they are asking the question, answer it. And don't shy away from talking about difficult topics like pricing. Some of the highest performing content on his pool company's website is about price, whether it is a price comparison or just how to price a pool for installation. It doesn't matter. Talk about the money. People want to know what it is that they need to expect. They need to have a context around how much money something is going to cost them or what is the, how can they create a value proposition in their minds or justify the expense, whatever it might be. But just be creative in how you talk about the money, but don't shy away from it. Another thing that I have found to be really helpful in my quest of creating content on a much more frequent basis than I ever used to is writing prompts. When I started to write daily on LinkedIn, the What Works Network, which is an online entrepreneurial group that I belong to, started an initiative called Speak Out for the month of October. The goal behind it was to get members to be consistently using their voice and speaking out about something. So the prompts were words like habit, jargon, choice, foundation, wonder, fuel, success, message. You get the idea. I didn't use them all, so I'll likely go back to those words that I didn't use and use them as inspiration again. But for example, the word passion prompted me to start a post with this. What topic really gets you going? One that whenever you hear it, you have to be involved, speak up, or learn more about it. There are a couple for me. Advocating for your own or your loved one's healthcare and branding. And then I went in went on to write about why I'm passionate about those two topics. Another one was offer. And for this one, I debunked the myth that one and done works in marketing. For the strength word prompt, I wrote about this quote, brand transcends marketing. In each of these posts, I never actually said the word. It was just serving as an inspiration or the perspective to get me thinking about what to say or write. Pinterest is a great place to find writing prompts. A simple search of daily writing prompts came back with these results. Self-growth, three things writing challenge. So for example, this is a list that just gives you three things. A visitor, a nightmare, and a keychain. Now write about it. Journal prompts to get to know yourself. 30 days of gratitude. There was one called just write challenge. 25 journal prompts for a better mindset. That sounds like a good one. I'll create a Pinterest board for my recommended writing prompts and share it in the show notes because I think it could be helpful. Another, albeit a big challenge for me, is creating a calendar. I am terrible at this. I am still at the point where whatever comes to my mind in the morning is what I write about that day on LinkedIn. And if I'm honest, that's what this podcast is. I thought of this idea later last night and finished formulating it this morning, and it will be released later today. I see the value of having a calendar <laughs> and being consistent to a theme for a time frame of writing, but, and I'll get there eventually. I really will. But one of the tricks shared in my LinkedIn course was to take three primary themes or topics that you would write about. For me, it would be branding, purpose, and marketing. And then we were given 10 ways to present the information. 
So think about like a checklist or a case study, a story, statistics. When you fill out this chart that has three primary buckets across the top and then these 10 ideas down the side, when you fill up each of the boxes, you're going to have 30 different content ideas to develop out further. That's another form of a calendar. Quotes have also become my friend as it relates to a daily writing practice. I have a book of quotes that I keep on my desk. Okay, actually, it's my daughter's book, but she doesn't seem to care that I've claimed it as my own. The title of the book is 365 Days of Wonder, Mr. Brown's Precepts, a quote for every day of the year about courage, friendship, love, and kindness. I've flagged many pages in this book, and when I share a quote, I also share what the quote means to me, connected back, of course, to something related to marketing, branding, or purpose. I've also shared quotes people have shared with me. Not too long ago, I shared a quote that Scott Miller shared with me during a prep call for our podcast interview. The quote is by Patty McCord, a former Netflix exec, and she said this, strategy is not what you're going to do, that's planning. Strategy is what you're not going to do. I then wrote about what that quote said to me about the difference between strategy and planning. Another source of inspiration for me is watching movies, television, and musicals. I've written about business lessons that I've seen play out in Kinky Boots, Black Panther, and most recently, the movie about James Brown's life. I connect those ideas I feel strongly about back to the stories shared in those movies or many others. Right now, I'm racking my brain trying to remember the commercial I saw recently that I thought really missed the mark with their messaging, given where we are as a society right now. Of course, I'm thinking too hard about it, so it isn't coming to me and it is driving me nuts. When I stop thinking about it, I'll remember it. I keep a running list of notes in my phone and can access my Trello boards on my phone and my Kindle both. Or I have a small notebook with me to write down ideas when they come to me. Once you've created all this content, make sure you repurpose it. Make it work harder for you. I have 73 podcast episodes and 80 days of LinkedIn posts. That was a lot of hard work. So why should I let it just sit there and not do anything? How can I continue to make that effort work for me and my business? The only way that I can do that is to keep it circulating. Maybe I take a podcast topic and turn it into a social media post. Or I take something I wrote about on LinkedIn and expand it for a podcast topic. Create infographics. Use it in my emails. There are so many ways that I can repurpose this content. I just need to be better about doing it. That hard work is already done. The idea has already turned into content. Use that content to become more content. Work smarter, not harder. Let's face it, it is harder to come up with new ideas than it is to put the ideas that you've already done into to work in a slightly different way. And by sharing the content in a different way or a different place, new eyes and new ears will see and hear the content. Another thing I constantly remind myself of is this. Our best ideas come to us when we allow our minds to wander. Those ideas lie just beyond the horizon of boredom. We give ourselves permission to be bored. It is okay. But somewhere, somehow, boredom has become a bad thing rather than a place of creative genius and wonder. Get back to that. 
Let your mind wander. Embrace boredom. And when the ideas start to flow, have something ready to take notes. So this is how I find my content ideas. I'm not sure that any of these would make a list of best practices, but it is a list of what works for me right now. Be open to the inspiration. Listen to what you're hearing in conversations around you, on podcasts, in the news, or what you're reading on blogs and professional journals or books. When something sticks with you, write about it. Use those writing prompts to jumpstart some inspiration. Find them on Pinterest or within your own professional groups. Maybe even consider getting a few colleagues to join you in a challenge to write each day using a list of words or prompts that, the, that together you create yourself. Share the meaning behind inspirational quotes. Books of quotes or a quick Google search can provide a jumping off point. Create a calendar. Yeah, I need to work on that one. What would you add to this list? Are there suggestions that you would give me to continue to refine my content development? And that's my last suggestion for you. Do what I just did to you. Ask your followers. The people who are consuming your content, what do they want to hear from you? What burning question do they have for you and create the answer for them in the form of a podcast, a social media post, a blog post, whatever source works best for you, and then let them know you answered their question. My challenge for you this week is to pick one of these ideas and apply it to your own content creation. And then don't forget to repurpose what you came up with. How many of you stumble over your words when describing the benefits your service provides? Are not sure who your ideal target audience is or how to find them? Spend hours bringing a web developer or a copywriter up to speed with your brand only to find out you've burned through the budget for your project? Have your brand mapped out in your head but cannot easily transfer the information to a team member? If you said yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. But you do have some work to do, and I can help. When you can easily share what your brand stands for and a few key points about it, answering these questions becomes second nature, just like riding a bike or singing your favorite song. Clarity leads to consistency, which leads to confidence. Know your brand, tell the story often, Trust your brand and the impact it has. The result is brand confidence. If this sounds like what you need, the Brand Confidence Mastermind is a great place to start. This mastermind offers a supportive community, accountability, goal setting, and coaching. Send me a message and let's start a conversation today. What would brand confidence do for you? This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>